Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all of your sports wagering info with all the up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football right at your fingertips with Bet Online's real updates and statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contest available anywhere online head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action remember use the promo code believe to get your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, a big week for UCLA um, and the defense, but more specifically is secondary. Um, but we'll start just with the defense as a whole. And, and I guess maybe got the guys up front. Um, when I think of Cam Ward... I have to try and not to say Cam Rising because he's in the news as well. Apparently, he tore more stuff in his knee than he had let on. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they still don't know when he's coming back, but that's a whole different story. Um, they just thought it was a tear, but now they're saying he blew out his knee completely. Like the Wait, same like thing he... Ky- like Kyler Murray did. Oh, I'm saying nothing on top of what happened last year. No, 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 no. I mean, from January, no. But, I mean... He just barely today said. So all this talk about them, him being ready for fall camp, him being ready to start the season. Like it's they're playing games. Yeah. Over there, but it's yeah, crazy. pretty much that was not really in, in the cards for him, no. but they <laughs> they wanted to make it seem like it was. You think that's for like NFL reasons and stuff like I mean, you know. NFL conference, like all the type of stuff, because think about it. They had us have a whole segment talking about it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so think about <laughs> your yeah as a defense like oh maybe he's playing this week like I said now you have mm-hmm. to prepare for him which takes a lot of time out of your preparation for something that's not going to happen but you don't know that but they yeah. know that right now nah, that's true um and actually so we are going to talk about Washington state and U- UCLA here for a minute but while we're on the topic of Utah did you see what they did for their NIL every scholarship player got a truck that's crazy. I, I'm like, there's no way. I mean, yes, but that's crazy. I was just I was just a few years too late. You know, yeah. I need some more years of eligibility somehow, some way. Let me go back. But don't you feel like and I think the part of it, too, is like they have there's advertising on the truck. I think I saw a picture. and But I think it says like the Utah Collective. I think it's still like branding for the collective for people to don't. I think that's like a QR code and a website, like everything you need so you can donate. So they're pretty much moving advertisement bulletin boards for the collective, which is cool. But I'm just like, I just think like, why can't LA, whether it's USC, UCLA, like they can't get one of these kind of deals going. Like 
they can't get a couple of trucks on campus or whatever. Like it's kind of scary because you probably got players who have never driven a truck driving trucks. Now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and think about it. Where would you fit 85 trucks in Westwood? Mm-hmm. Right. There's already yeah, no yeah, parking. Yeah. 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 I mean, give them scooters or something. I mean, a scooter did, deal did, would be. I, I mean, there was a few guys that had scooter deals uh, with the Bruins the past few years. I don't know if that's still a thing, but I know a few guys wait, really? did have. A few guys did have a few NIL scooter deals. I thought they just paid you guys. I thought UCLA like paid your fees or something for. Scooter. It wasn't. A, no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a, a collective one. It was. Uh, uh, it was like individual. A few guys individually, I think, had some NIL scooter uh, deals. But even during like because during your time, because, well, like I see the guys now when I'm driving into practice, some of the guys are coming out of the dorms and they're riding on scooters. No, so guys was... are buying scooters. Oh, yeah. Guys are buying scooters like cars. OK, yeah, which makes sense. I mean, yeah, but where are y'all? OK, wait. And I swear we'll talk about defense here in a minute. But where are y'all storing scooters at in the facility? Is there um, a spot for that? They were no. Well, they were putting it like under the staircase or like, yeah, pretty much like under underneath staircases like there was like certain empty kind of like empty uh, corners in, in, yeah, in the facility yeah. yeah and they would just like it would be crazy though sometimes because it was like a parking lot of scooters <laughs> we have like 20 of the big like bird scooters right. just all thrown across in a corner like in front of stairs <laughs> and stuff okay gotcha yeah but the trucks were crazy um i i I don't know what to say to that. I just think that's crazy. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just think it's crazy. No, like um, that's a really cool thing. It's just, it's mm-hmm. wild when you think about it. For all scholarships. And like, players. and it's like, if you already have a car, can you just sell the truck? Like, how does that work? I'm saying, like, is it in Probably. your name or, or is it, or is it kind of like a rental thing? Like, well, that's what I want to know. Campus, yeah. Like the truck is yours while you're like a work car. Essentially, so like uh, Cam Rising's, we, I mean, we believe only going to be here for, for, till the end of this season. Does he give his truck back? Does he keep his truck? Does he still drive this truck while he's in the NFL that says Utah Collective on it? Like, <laughs> I don't know yeah, and then it's like, yeah, you're selling it, and it's like, yeah, who's buying that? I mean, I guess maybe you can like get another rap, but yeah, let's let's move on. Let's we'll, we we'll, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. Anyways. Getting back to UCLA football, they did talk about NIL. Chip Kelly did talk about NIL stuff a little bit. Um, he didn't say too much, but there was some conversation about that this week. But no trucks. But anyways, uh, going back to the game this week, Washington State and UCLA, uh, something I want to pick your brain about is Cam Ward, uh, the quarterback for Washington State, is in his second year after transferring in from Incarnate Ward. Um, Incarnate Word, excuse me. And um, he's a dual threat guy. Uh, Chip Kelly praised uh, Cam Ward's athleticism, accuracy, and decision making this week, um, along with along with his skills of being a dual threat quarterback. So, for you, Josh, as someone who's played on defense, how do you stop a dual threat quarterback? You have a you have a front seven that's pretty solid, and you know can help create some pressure there. The secondary, say what you want about it, honestly hasn't been tested considering the opponents they played. Even Utah wasn't really passing the ball that much. So they really haven't been tested. We don't even know if the Jalen Davies move, having him be the starter, um, is going to be a good one yet just because, again, they haven't been tested. So um, what do you think? What is the game plan kind of going into this when you're not entirely sure about your secondary and how where they stand against a solid passing attack, the number two ranked uh, passing attack in the country with 405 
yards per game. So how do you stop a passing attack? Um, yeah, with with the solid front. Do but... you want to attack the the dual threat aspect or just a passing attack? Because those, do you treat them separately? In in a way, um, because a dual threat is a <clears throat> just having the element of because you can have a, a passing offense, but a guy is like not really a runner, so you're like he's yeah. extending the play to throw it. But when you have a dual threat, he can be extending the play to throw it or actually take off. Because you know, mm-hmm. for example, like a quarterback like like Aaron Rodgers. He is really good. Well, when he's healthy, he's really good at escaping the pocket, but mm-hmm. not to run, but to extend the play. Versus Justin Fields is extending to run to take off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see how like it's it's gotcha. that's where it's it's kind of different. And um, one of the biggest things to to stop a dual threat quarterback is containing him um in the pocket. So as being disciplined with your pass rush lanes, guys not just flying up the field. You know, it's it's right. kind of yeah, more uh, crushing down the pocket and squeezing on him. That way there's no uh, lanes for him to step up and run out of and, and that thing. And then since it's they have such a dynamic passing uh, offense, it's not like you can, um, you know, keep linebackers spying and locked mm-hmm. into the quarterback because you need them to help underneath areas. So um, it, that's, that's where it gets kind of tough because you need to have pretty much blanket coverage across the board but also have guys ready to rally if the quarterback does, does decide to take off and um, run beyond the line of scrimmage. So, um, yeah, it's it's kind of like – that's why the, the key to good, like, defense versus the pass is a combination combination of your um, coverage guys and your pass rush. You need to have a balance right. of both because without either one, it's not going to work because if a guy is open, it doesn't matter if you have a great rush if the quarterback can throw the ball, you know, mm-hmm. off a of one-step drop. And – um Vice versa, if you have great coverage but no pass rush, the quarterback's going to sit back there all day till somebody might pop open. So you need to have a good combination of both those things, which is very difficult versus a quarterback uh, like Cam, where he can, like I said, extend the play and also take off and run. So when you're when you guys are going up against a dual threat quarterback, are the meetings longer? Is the the play are the play you know the the game plan? I'm assuming maybe you guys get a packet or some sort of playbook or installment maybe it's all on the app now but like is the packet a little bit thicker that week or i don't know like no it's 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 not that you might have an extra scramble cut up you know a film breakdown but and then during scout peers they might have extended scramble drills where Mm -hmm. even if the so-and-so quarterback is sacked they they yell scramble drew or whatever so the, the scout receivers may keep running around and the quarterback keeps running and to make guys be more disciplined, staying in their coverage. And also with the D lineman of like having the second effort of like keep chasing and containing the quarterback. So that's how the thing you don't really get like extra packet. You think of like, maybe if, you know, you're playing Caleb Williams and their offense is you know, more extensive, but, yeah, Caleb Williams. Yeah. Caleb Williams is a whole different beast, but I don't know. I, I I think this is a big let's see what you got game, really. Like it this is I mean, say what you want about Utah, that's just a wacky environment and everything as it is, but like I think on top of it maybe I'm putting a little bit more pressure on them um just from an expectation standpoint because they're playing at home, right? So you can't say, "Oh, it's a it's a 
a hectic environment, yada, yada, yada. I mean, you yeah. heck, you got the you got the school back in session now. There should be more students there for UCLA, yada, yada, yada. Everything should kind of be in your favor. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. people aren't picking UCLA to win, um, but it should be uh, a good game. And we'll talk about another good game uh, briefly here in a minute regarding uh, Washington State. But um, one other kind of technique question I have. I know you didn't necessarily play DB in college, but I'm just kind of curious on – what what is like a DB's mindset if like I mean I played DB in high school, but I wasn't really half ass paying attention to be honest. <laughs> I was just happy to be on the team, to be honest. But <laughs> so I I mean I should be able to answer this question, but I can't. Um if you're, you know, let's say you're running with the receiver, you you think he's running a route, it's you know, you're thinking it's a pass play, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden the the um the quarterback breaks out and goes for a run. Like Whose responsibility? I mean, there should be someone spying or keeping an eye on the quarterback, but like, how does the DB know when to turn around? Does that make sense? Like, you're still with the receiver. You're supposed to be keeping your eyes on him and the ball. Now you have to be worried about the quarterback. Like, how does that work out? Do you have an answer for that? Yeah, you're kind of, um, again, that's why it kind of depends what kind of quarterback it is. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it's the guy, is he extending the play to make a pass or is he getting out of the pocket to run? And, because if he's getting out to continue to throw it, you're in a plaster mm. drill where it doesn't matter if you're running zone coverage before. As soon as quarterback gets out and it becomes a scramble drill, you're thinking plaster. You're thinking whoever, whatever receiver is in your zone, you're manning him up, turning and grabbing him. Um, gotcha. Okay. Hmm. And then a lot of time in those situations, the linebackers are the guys that are expected to to rally and get the quarterback if there's the threat, and you keep your DBs locked on to whatever receiver is in the area. And another way that you kind of you could kind of tell if say you're in man right, and the quarterback gets out, you kind of hear the crowd, you kind of hear oh. like the, <laughs> there's like you kind of indicators, hear, right? Yeah, like something's going on. You could kind of hear the energy mm. change, and, and you can hear more mm. people yelling or or you know that type of thing. So you kind of know for the DBs are not expected as much to be the guys to leave their receivers automatically, but as like a linebacker and like an intermediate dropper. Underneath right. zone guys, those are the guys that are going to be able to see like if the quarterback got out of the pocket, if they need to be the guy to second contain and go get the quarterback. They're not ex- like maybe one or two. Like say you have two linebackers in at the, at in that time, maybe one of them is the guy mm-hmm. that goes and gets the quarterback, and the other guy is the guy that looks up and sees if he has to grab anybody because they're in his own. Right. So it's, it's it's things like that which are usually talked out talked out and just a part of your scheme. So. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. There you have it. This is why Josh is here and I'm not doing this podcast by myself because I wouldn't have answers like that. Um, uh, I just want to reflect a little bit. Uh, well, we'll reflect in a second, actually. Uh, just speaking real quick on the offense, uh, Josiah Norwood talked um, to the media. Garrett DiGiorgio talked to the media, an offensive lineman and receiver. You know, both of them said the offense has to do better, especially their position groups, um, holding themselves accountable and... Uh, they said that uh, Dante Morris came out and is slinging the rock and, you know, still has the confidence. And um, if anything, kind of has a chip on his shoulder and and could possibly be playing some inspired ball this week, um, especially coming off a tough loss, you know, having your mm-hmm. freshman mistake and then also having a bye week. So um, they, they kind of see the they they have the, they see the fire in his eyes. So that's something to keep an eye out for. But, um, you know, I think guys like Josiah Norwood. Uh, and that receiver group kind of know they had to do their part um, to kind of help uh, 
with what Dante is doing out there. But um, as we kind of wrap things up here, I do want to kind of reflect on uh, the history of Washington still or the the last game in the history between uh, Washington State and UCLA because Josh was a part of it. And I think I started covering the team the week before the game or the week of the game. So it just feels like a long time ago, 2019. We kind of did the math before we got on the on the on the pod here. Um, but like we're in 2023. Like that is so crazy. And I know a lot of it's there's not as much turnover. Like you're not playing a lot of the same opponents as often because you got the rivalries with USC, Stanford, and Cal. So it kind of limits the rotation there of, of teams you're playing. So just feels like forever before 2019, it was like 2015 and 2016 that they had played Washington state and um, Washington state won both of those games. So uh, when you, when you think of Washington state is the first thing that comes to mind that, that game that you guys had that wild one. 100%. I think of, of course, Tyler Linsky and the, the crazy comeback. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the, so again, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Me just being thrown into, hey, you're covering UCLA football. I'm like, I don't know anything about this team. I don't know what I'm doing. Who do I know on this roster? Oh, Lo Kenny, Josh. <laughs> I started looking I at all the. Guys. I know those guys, so I'm gonna start writing stories about them and kind of buy myself some time here. Um, so I remember I wrote a story about Josh. Thankfully, I think Josh, uh, they made you available to speak to the media, and I'm like. Let's talk about Tyler Holinsky. Let's talk about, you know, your injury history and stuff like that. So I was like really invested in you. And thankfully you were a good interview. I was able to, and I think we even did a one-on-one that week too. Um, Cause I thought, I, I didn't know you were covering the team. I thought you were just there for that, for the, for like a story on Tyler. Oh, and you, like, you thought you were real special, huh? No, 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 um, no, no. I'm saying I'm thinking around yeah, like Holinsky's yeah. hope, like gotcha, uh, gotcha, around gotcha. like mental health, like, I was like, oh, this is a weak thing. I didn't know you were covering the team. No, no. I mean, to be honest, I didn't know how long I was going to be covering the team. It could have been a one-week thing, two-week team. But that's why I needed to write a story about you because I needed to kind of prove myself that I can be there for more than a week because they could have cut the cord on me a long time ago. So, um, But I've done enough to stay around for as many years as I have. But um, a few highlights for you in that game. Uh, I believe you had your first career interception in that game. Um, mm-hmm. Chip Kelly was was said he j- was joking around with you, calling you a magnet because you also had two force or I don't know if you force fumble or you had two fumble recoveries. Uh, one in which came in the final minute or two of the game, and you guys were able to kind of run out the clock because Josh Woods got that fumble recovery. Um, do you remember all that? Do you still kind of that stuff still playing your head? Because well, the interception I literally had did it the same play in practice, and I got one, and like me. Chris Low Kenny, like like we all talked about, like mm-hmm. you're gonna get that in the game, and then that's I exactly it. what I wrote in my story. That you said this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, because like that was that was real. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what happened in practice, and then it happened in the game. So like, those are always cool. When you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I hope this works, and it does work. Um, and then yeah, it was just like everything falling in line, and just like one thing that I know Chip was always talking about was like just like effort, just like run to the ball no matter what. Mm-hmm. And one of the times like. I remember a guy catches it and like Chris chases him down and next then like I just see the ball like but I was like running I just see the ball and like my instinct was like just jump on it no matter what mm-hmm. like just jump on it and like if I didn't jump on it they might not have ruled it a fumble but I think because mm-hmm. I jumped on it and I jumped on it in the frame right that in the review they see me clearly uh recover the ball so I got that one and then the game winner I told Keyshawn 
like, bro, I need you to like pass rush like this is your time like to make this play strip sack. And I just see again, I see the ball. I just hop on it. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you kind of talked through some of your process there when you do see the ball come loose, because I don't know what I would do. I'd hesitate. I'd panic. I wouldn't know what to like because you can only prepare so much for it. Right. I feel like it's just kind of one of those things, let alone you get two in a game. Um, so the second one, I would imagine you're probably like, what is going on today? Yeah, I, you probably were, were you like conference player, defensive player of the week that week or something. You had to have been right. Probably not. I also forced one. I don't think they gave me credit, but I also forced a I forced a fumble on that one too in that game. <laughs> I'll have to look back. I'll 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 get I think back all to all the hi- all the highlights that week were on because if we the did offense up, probably yeah. we we well, did lit up sixty three points. So like yeah yeah, yeah I don't think sure. you can't really give it to me when our defense lets up right. sixty three points, but our offense right. put up sixty seven. So it's like give it all to Dimitri Felton, DTR, Kyle right. return something like. Yeah, right. the number. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to do. Then the numbers were crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just that that game is always going to kind of stick with me. I I just think that that was such a a crazy game. And um, again, I think that's one of the disappointing parts when you think about the Pac-12 and a lot of these teams kind of going their separate ways. Because when is the next time they're going to play Washington State? Maybe never ever. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, for those who are going to the game or watching the game, make sure you enjoy the game. Take it in for what it is, because in case you forgot, this is the last go around here of Pac-12 teams. And I got a good reminder of that this morning. Uh, again, just as we're wrapping things up here this morning, as I wake up thinking I had nothing to write today, all I was going to do was talk to Josh and then I was going to be chilling most of the day. They re-release the Big Ten schedule. Not only two years. Five years, Josh. I know what I'm doing for the next five years. It's going to change again. It might. But I the, think, just I think a, so. a quick note from it. The, the disappointing thing is they were supposed to have uh, travel to Michigan. UCLA was supposed to travel to Michigan and host Ohio State. They're now no longer hosting Ohio State until 2028. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to go to Ohio State? Though? <laughs> Not... Not until like twenty five or twenty six. All right, the, we'll be prepared. The, we'll be prepared by then. Yeah, you should be. There's no excuses. But it's also just kind of crazy to have a five year schedule when you don't even know. Like Dante Moore is not even going to be the quarterback. Like it's crazy to even think that far ahead. But I don't know. It's crazy. But anyways, we'll we'll end on that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure if you guys like the podcast, if you like the insight that Josh Woods provided today, kind of recalling his Washington State game or the insight he gave as far as how you stop a dual threat quarterback, make sure you guys leave a review and tell us all about it and what you learned in this episode. Uh, leave a five-star review. Uh, tell your friends. Share it with a buddy. Play it on the, in the car on the way to the game. Play it, you know, on your Alexa speaker or whatever as you're making your at pre-game the, meals yeah at the tailgate at the tailgate do what you got to do play this play some of the other episodes and and have a good time uh but with that being said for josh and myself we're gonna get on out of here thank you guys so much you guys have a good one this is the believe in ucla football podcast presented by bet online
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.